For this session, I was pleased to be joined by Nico Sheraton, who's the Senior Product Marketing Manager for Microsoft 365 at Microsoft. This session was part of our Microsoft Week Wales and was focused around Teams best practice. Uh, Nico talked a lot about the investment that Microsoft have made in Office 365 in general and Teams in particular during 2020, given the impact of the pandemic and the need to support their customers for remote working in particular. Just very, very quickly, our focus is around cloud services, primarily helping customers around security, productivity, and what we call agility, so, so moving services into the cloud. Hi, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Straight Talking 365 with Mark Lawson and guests. Brilliant. That's perfect. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah. I'm a uh, product marketing manager here at Microsoft UK. I, I am responsible for the modern work and security solutions, particularly for SMB. And what does that mean? My portfolio covers from Windows, Office 365, of course, Teams included in all the uh, mobility and security solutions that we have as part of Microsoft 365 as well. So Microsoft 365 as a whole, Focus security and teams primarily, I guess, is, is, is correct. Part of that. Correct. With a big, big focus on small business and medium, of course. And what, what's your background? How long have you been in Microsoft? I've been in Microsoft for about 10 years now. Okay. I started in Argentina. I moved to Australia, where I spent seven years, and I moved to the UK a year ago. So I'm fairly new to UK, but uh, a long tenure at Microsoft. Yeah, I think I think we met you just arrived in London, hadn't you, about about a year yes. ago, actually. The, yeah. My first couple of weeks, I think we had our first meeting. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about doing a comparison of kind of, you know, my journey from, you know, being born and, and raised, moving to Shropshire and now living in North Wales. It didn't seem quite as exotic as Argentina, Sydney and London. But, so <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd leave it there, but I've, I've said it now, haven't I? Not quite as exotic. Uh, the guys in the UK will understand that. Um, yeah, obviously, looking back at that, um, now those pictures from Houston Station back in February. Obviously, 2020 has been um, a year of massive change, in, in you know for lots of reasons. So, so thinking back at the beginning of 2020, um, what was yours and Microsoft's focus around, you know, Microsoft 365 in general and Teams specifically at that time? Yeah, well, if we do a bit of history, I think you mentioned the product was relatively new. If you think about it, it's quite young. We launched it in 2017, and and it was let's say June 2019, when we said we had 13 million daily active users. So for Microsoft, a product that is quite small, and, and our focus was 100% on creating awareness of these new service and, and trying to make sure that people understood what it was, what it could do. That used to square, uh, I've had a, a, a background blur feature promotion. So it was That's very right. much- yeah. Yeah, focus on that. what you can do with it um, and, and small things that make the interaction in video conferencing a bit different. And, and that's because people didn't really know. A lot of people were all still in Skype for Business. So we were trying to figure out ways to help people understand what this new service is and how to transition from Skype for Business to Teams. Um, and, and if I think about where the market before COVID, particularly for SMBs, we had a lot of customers, lots of customers still on on-premise infrastructure. So they were running services like email and stuff like that from a server sitting under a desk 
So it was really interesting journey because suddenly COVID came and we've seen a massive jump into the transition to the cloud first. And, and of course, the adoption of Teams went up exponentially. Uh, we, we announced in April that we went up to 75 million users. That is just last April. And then last month, we, we announced that we have 115 million daily active users. So you can see how it's still growing very, very fast. It's a service that, that has helped a lot of people adopt new, new ways of doing things to keep, keep up with the lockdown and with the restrictions that they had and, and keep the lights on, to be honest. Uh, but it's starting to, to turn into a, a, a more of a line of business core core part of their business and the way they run the business and we expect this to continue i don't think it's going to go back and and going back to that ad um you might recall that after that when when we we, we suddenly became very popular in terms of the offer that we had we turned the advertising from what the product is to what how the product had helped people uh, embrace this, 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 or, or work through this pandemic. And and the last ad that we showed during the the first few months of the pandemic was around how healthcare uh, workers, researchers, and and the Met Police here as yeah. well were adopting teams to 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 keep up, right? And and yeah. it was all about helping essential workers to get things done. Yeah, I remember seeing that one as well. Yeah, I was going to say the NHS were on there, weren't they? And and the yeah. Met Police. That was um, that's powerful. Yeah. So I mean. Um, I remember back. I remember actually um, being at one of our customers doing their Teams training as they moved from a traditional phone system onto um, Teams Voice. Funnily enough, middle of March, and that was exactly the time where everybody suddenly thought, you know, we need to start working from home. We need to shut the offices down. We need to move people home. How, how on earth do we do that? And I think the answer for a lot of them was, well, they've got Teams. Let them let them get on with it. So, I mean, what 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 did you see from from your customers' point of view? What were they, what were they looking for? What help were they looking for? Yeah, well, the, the first thing was um, help me help me keep the lights on, right? How how do I do this? And we've seen in small businesses a lot of there, there's been a lot of procrastination on on implementing this type of digital technology for a long time. Uh, even if we we've been talking about what it could do, they didn't feel the need necessarily. It's understandable. And suddenly, with with all of these, uh, everyone jumps, and 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 we struggle to keep up. Well, you you might have great experience. Probably your phone was ringing twenty four seven, um, and it was great for us to be able to to support customers. What was fabulous. We, we quickly wanted to come up with ways to help businesses adopt technologies in the cloud. And, and the first thing we did was scramble our heads together with, with, with my team in, in Corp in, in the US and figure out ways to, to bring it for free because we knew that people were going to struggle. You start having furloughs and schemes to release the pressure, financial pressure from, from customers. So we thought, uh, let's give them an extended six months trial. So we did that. Um, First, then there were some challenges that some people had with the with the trials, and 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 they wanted to have more of a something that would be more long term. So we gave them options of a a full uh, subscription with six months for free, and we started to figure out ways to just help them uh, get online. That was kind of the basic thing. And if I think about it, a uh, couple of highlights: we activated enabled about 1.2 million NHS workers in about two weeks. 
that was insane. That project was insane and it was really critical. But then when I think about small businesses and what they needed, it went all the way from the basic needs of, I want to have my files stored in the cloud so I can access them from home and easily video conferencing. People started using whatever app they could find for free. Um, and, and you might have seen the take of, of consumer applications, also business applications that had restrictions with freemium models and so on. And then the first wave of adoption of any technology um, had a shock with security because uh, you could see how scams started to, to pop up and, and people interrupting confidential meetings, randomly showing up with content that was racist and aggressive. And so people were, hey, this is not as safe as I thought. And, and so we started showing them that our platform was not only enabling them to do everything, but also doing it in a secure way, which was kind of a, a, a big thing and, and something that started to be asked more and more from our customers. And then how do you reduce costs? And that was a typical thing because they started embracing multiple vendors for multiple apps and, and they realized quickly that the bill started to bulk up. So how do you consolidate into one single platform that can help me save? That was a critical thing. And, and then I think we're now in a, in, a, in a moment where people are thinking not only how can I keep the lights on, thinking about more of the future. Right? How do I make this sustainable? What else can I do with this technology? And, and we see a lot of adoption of the business voice components of Microsoft 365 to make Teams their phone system. Uh, and we also see process automation. Automation is the next new thing. Right, Once you are digital, you open up Pandora's box in terms of what you can do to simplify processes. And, and I see that that's the next wave of innovation within SMBs. Okay. Now that sounds that sounds good. Now brilliant. I think um, yeah. I mean, we we saw exactly the same that you know that demand from customers very very quickly. You know, help us to, you know, help us to be able to send our guys home and work remotely but securely. And you know, they're using all all of these consumer apps. So, I mean. Uh, you know, I've still seen that Zoom are still having those uh, those, those bad publicity <laughs> moments, aren't they, at the moment with people sneaking into calls that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, looking back from March to where we are now over the last nine months-ish, obviously we've seen some sort of massive developments in the product in Microsoft 365 as a whole. Lee, any key ones that you want to pull out that um, customers have been asking for and Microsoft have delivered and you've seen used now? Yeah, yeah. So um, for the we've been hearing feedback on on the features that they wanted. This is probably a bit techy, but Azure AD. Uh, this is something that they wanted because it gives you the ability to have cloud app discovery to understand what people are using, in particular when they are using um, the the BYO type of, of of device handling, where they use the home computer to access business files. So you can see which applications they are using, what risks might pose to your company, um, and, 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 and be able to connect with on-premise applications as well. So it, it kind of gives you a bit of a, a more flexibility on, on things that we didn't have before, uh, and people were asking because they knew that we had the capabilities. The good thing is we, we added that. We added also Windows Virtual Desktop was something that when we launched, it started to take up a lot. Um, and the good thing is we kept the same price for the product. So in, in my opinion, that was a big win because we, we have additional costing infrastructure as, as we deliver the service, but we made um, this available at the same price, which was, was a great win for, for us. 
Uh, and from a team's perspective, oh my God, the innovation in Teams is incredible. Not only what we've seen, but what's coming, and we can touch on that as well if you sure. want. Um, but we've seen the custom backgrounds coming, the large gallery view that people wanted to have 49 people on screen for some reason, uh, raise hand feature for inclusiveness, uh, live captioning as well. Uh, so, so you have that you know transcription as as you go through the meeting. So all of those things were were really good. Uh, many of them were to be on par with our competitors, like the large gallery view. We didn't think it was a thing, but because so we had, had it. it, people yeah. wanted it. <laughs> Yeah, um, which actually that that triggers something else because we we've been doing research on 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 the the way the brain functions when when you have that seven by seven grid, and it creates an extra fatigue. The brain works harder. So we do have the large gallery view, but our engineering team is figure, trying to figure out ways to 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 reduce that fatigue, the meeting fatigue, uh, and we have things coming like um, together mode, for yeah. example, and and. Yeah, so we can talk about a lot of. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a slide on together mode actually because it does show. Yeah, I mean um, that's really interesting that research that says obviously the the amount of stress it puts on you trying to I guess trying to track forty nine uh, yes. video feeds, but having them in a in a gallery like a lecture theater type layout, you know, uh, psychologically is better for people. Yeah. So yeah, I mean if if you think back even even March time, Teams was still two by two I think at that time. So. Yes, four, four video feeds and then very quickly went to three by three and obviously then jumped to seven by seven to fill that gap. So I think somebody quoted the other day of 100, something, 150, 50 new features delivered in the last six months to Teams, something like could that. Be, could be. We, we really... It was obviously a key, key focus because it's it's the key product that people, you know, the, the, the end users want to collaborate with. Yeah, we redeployed really a lot of our engineering team to make sure that Teams was being prioritized. It was critical because we, we the demand was there and and we couldn't stay in just delivering the, the basic features. I think that the product is is robust enough, sure. um, and we needed to show something something different, something better than that what people were using. Uh, so we, we're coming with a lot of innovation actually in the next couple of months. You're going to see a lot of things that we're already testing. We've announced some, so we can talk about that if you want. Yeah, well, why not? Well, that was my next question. Really, was about. Um, I know, obviously, there's a limit to how much you can share about what's coming down the line, but it'd be interesting. Just some some key highlights. Yeah, so from a team's perspective, you have the dynamic view where you're going to choose how many people or content you want to see on screen, and you can move them around. You can even choose uh, how you you show the content. If you're showing a slide deck, you can be um, hovering on top of the slide or using it as a news presenter and have your slide kind of next to you floating here so you can interact with it. Uh, we have together mode uh, that brings everyone cropping their backgrounds into a kind of amphitheater type of audience like um, a scene. And we have scenes coming because maybe we, you wouldn't have that, but in a kitchen bench for three people discussion instead of having the three images or you might have uh, 10 people in a boardroom. So we have a lot of different backgrounds and scenes that are coming as well. Live reactions, uh, you, you'll be able to express feelings with hearts, claps, and and, and and likes as we are talking. I don't know if you're going to be able to see it, but I'm going to heart my conversation right now. There you go. So those type of things, you're going you're gonna to have them coming to, to, to you as well. Um, we're going to have breakout rooms. I was going to say breakout rooms is, is probably the, num is, the number one asked. thing we get asked about. Sorry? I think breakout rooms is the, is the number one request we get from customers about the meeting 
experience? Yeah, I would say two for me were, were key. One is breakout rooms. Uh, I've been testing in the last couple of weeks and, and it, it works really well. You, you're in a big meeting, you just decide whether you do <clears throat> how many breakout rooms you want. If it is random or you want to assign people to a specific room, click, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> people go away. And with one click, you bring them back to the main um, meeting so you can keep the conversation going. So that's that's pretty good. And the second one is <clears throat> the webinars, because webinars is something that now everyone is doing. So you yeah. want to have an experience that is from the moment you create the invitations and the registration page in Teams, you send it out and then you have the the records of, of when people join, when people leave and uh, and what is the interaction, the sentiment of everything that happened during the meeting. Th those type of things coming are, are, are really, really powerful. Yeah, I mean, that'd be brilliant. Well, a couple of things for us, just obviously the way we're running this meeting, I notice um, Kirsty got a bad network quality pop up there, so apologies for that. But uh, yeah, obviously what we're doing here is, is, tweak, is, tweak, is tweaking. <laughs> it's a, you need to improve your broadband. Uh, but, you know, but things like dynamic view when you can actually pin you know, whoever you want to the screen will, you know, will help a lot. And the um, sort of meeting reservation function at the moment, as you, you know, the guys that are on the call will have seen, we've we've used Eventbrite to run this just because that's a way of managing attendees. But being able to do that, everything within Teams natively will be a massive leap forward. So, yeah, I'll let you grab a glass of water there. Right. But yeah, there's so, so yeah, there's a hell of a lot that's come. I mean, we, we do a lot of work on the on the business voice side on telephony um, both moving customers from skype for business and from traditional telephony and again the amount of features and the gaps being closed massively over the last six months to a point where there's one or two nice to haves that aren't there now um so yeah it's great to see that sort of uh, how 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 Microsoft have accelerated it. And I think talking about accelerated transformation, I think it was a Sachi quote, wasn't it, that said that, that Microsoft had seen two years worth of digital transformation in a couple of months? Yes, absolutely. That, that's exactly it. The first two months of the pandemic, we've seen the equivalent of what we usually see in two years. So that was that was how, how big it was. Yeah, and that doesn't look like it's slowing down really, does it? No, no, absolutely. It's 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 going it's going that way. And and there is something that we're not going to see go back. You're not going to see people um, moving away from 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 this. Um, I, would, I wouldn't say remote working 100%, but but the the things that we've learned through the pandemic, the technology we adapt adopted, I think is something that people now realize the benefits that you can get. Yeah. And we're going to go to a balanced thing. It's not going to be 100% one or 100% the other. You're not going to go back to full 100% being in the office. It's going to be more of a hybrid work. Yeah, as you say, I think pe it, it, people have kind of realised the benefits. Obviously, there's yeah. there's always a flip flip side to everything, isn't it? And I think you know, again, it's it's like we it's like we plan this because I do talk about this during my presentation. But yeah, I think the you know the the return to work you know, will will we get a mass return to the way we were pre February? Probably not. I think for most people, most organisations, including ourselves, it's you know the right answer is a mix. Some people are desperate to get back to the office for the face to face interaction. Others are desperate not to get back to the office and then there's a whole bunch of people in the middle and I think that's you know most organizations now accept that people can still get their work done even if they're not sitting in front of them in the office and uh, it seems odd for me I mean I've shown my age now but when I was at BT before I was at Microsoft um, 20 years ago at least um, we were home workers then so some companies were quite early on in, in, in adopting um, obviously the technology now is much more powerful than it was was then so I mean um, just thinking about how your customers, what you've seen in your, uh, from Microsoft perspective, how customers have embraced technology, any examples of how they've done it? 
Yeah, we have um, particularly uh, a story of a, a dental practice that, that I love. We just published this story two days ago, actually, because I thought it was brilliant. These guys are uh, Bristol dental specialists. They have like 14 people only. They opened about a year and a half ago, two years ago. And and they saw this as a, as a big issue, and but also as an opportunity. So they they jumped onto Microsoft 365 and, and they're starting to use every every feature that you can find in the platform to do something. So now they take forms for referrals and they have Power Automate to trigger processes of recording their details in an Excel file that goes to the receptionist with a notification in Teams. Uh, and then she processes the the um, the, the the appointment or, or calls the customer to to secure that. And then they started doing screening on Teams, uh, that first appointment. So they don't make, make the customer go see them, have a conversation. Um, it also reduces the anxiety. They send them documentation, videos of what the procedure will be and so on. So the anxiety of the patient reduced massively. Uh, then they had uh, Teams for consultation with other doctors for specific cases that were tricky. They get all the documents signed by the customer in Teams as well and stored in SharePoint. And they even share sways after the appointment to show the procedure, what it what it happened, uh, any instructions, eat these, don't eat that. And then when I was talking to them about what that resulted in for them, like, is it just a gimmicky thing? You adopt the technology and you're cool now? And say, no, no, this is truly impactful for the business. It reduced the referral time from even almost a week to hours, which is fabulous. They... Um, the contact with people, of course, reduce because of COVID, unnecessary contact because of the screening on Teams. They improve the, the potential uh, patient experience because they reduce the commute for the first appointment. Uh, they have less anxiety and that results in better customer satisfaction and eliminated the dropouts. They said that from the moment of the appointment schedule to the actual surgery or whatever it was, they used to have 70% attendance. Uh, and now it's 100%, not a single person dropped. So uh, what they were telling That's us nice. that at the end of the day, they reduced time on everything and they increased two to three times the chair time, which is how they make money, right? They need to do the procedure. And and that's amazing, like tripling your revenue income. Chair time, that's what they call it, is it? Yeah, that's like, Get people in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's a brilliant example. And you say that's available, that's a, that's a case. Yeah, I'll share the link now in the chat. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, no, that's 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 a great example. I, th I think it's as you say that you know relatively small company, um, all the way through to large enterprises, you know, showing innovation in the way they adopt technology. So that's that's a great example. Um, so finally, Nico, um, I guess my last question is: um, any tips for customers here that are maybe looking to leverage more of the functionality and security that's in Microsoft 365 for the first time, or maybe accelerate their rollout of that? And thinking about teams specifically, obviously, from a from a team's perspective, anything to to think about? Yeah, so I would suggest is um, first of all, have a purposeful design of of what the process will be. So have a chat with Mark. These guys are are brilliant. So have a chat with them. Uh, make sure that you have a strategy and 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 how you're gonna take it. Take it slow. Start simple, then expand to different things, add features, understand things. Um, we have things like Secure Score that will help you understand what is your security posture today and, and what are the steps you need to take and where you want to be next. Uh, and the, the team at risk can, can help you navigate that and, and make it easy for you. So no headaches. Um, lead from the top. Management is critical. Focus on culture. We've seen a lot of fatigue uh, from people, anxiety, 
um, managers, they say, research says that 82% of managers wants to keep some type of flexibility and people also want to keep that, but as a flexible optional thing. So keep an eye on that. Take care of the well-being of your employees. Um, we've seen also in research, 1.2 hours a day was the average day workday increased in the UK. So a lot of people working a lot more. Empathize with that. Make sure that you don't burn out your employees and, and, and focus on the culture, the adoption of teams, guide them, show them, uh, lead from the top. Those type of things are usually usually critical and support the users with with uh, understanding how to use the technology and how to make the most out of it. Not, don't just throw it at them. Um, and, yeah, and no, that's, that's that's a great one because I just think I, I will mention training, but but um, what we call adoption. So uh, yeah, particularly you know, adoption throughout the organization, but really end user adoption and, and really embracing the technology. We've spent um, a lot of our time initially um, helping users to understand and navigate the way around teams so much so that then we just um, effectively set up a, a regular webinar every week for an hour when anybody could join customers or not customers right. just to say this is teams um, this is a quick start here's a run around so, so that's probably how, I've lost I've lost track of how many of those we've run but over 30 um, and that was all about a customer came to us and said, look, we've sent all these people home. They're using Teams. Most people have never seen it before. Can you help us? So that end user adoption is is perfect. Yes. So, yeah, on that note, Nico, I think that's a, that's a perfect place to finish. So really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have a chat. Our focus is around cloud services, primarily helping customers around security, productivity, and what we call agility. So, so moving services into the cloud. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Straight Talking 365 with Mark Lawson and guests.